Hi, this is Amber. Welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that are new to these podcasts, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner, and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. These podcasts are here to assist, uh, to inspire, and to um, provide some signposts along the way on your healing journey. So thank you to everyone that listens in and for all your amazing messages of support, um, which I always gratefully receive. For those of you that have asked, um, you can support the podcast channel, donate to appreciate by going over to the website, clicking on the donate button, which is on the homepage, and you can donate as much or as little as you feel called to at this time. And all donations are very gratefully received and go back into creating more free content. I'm not affiliated to anyone and I'm not trying to sell anything and I'm not, um, uh, I don't have some big marketing team behind me. It's just me and my laptop uh, just reaching as many people as possible. The podcast went quiet for a while for a number of reasons. Uh, One reason has also been um, uh, some deep inner work that's been happening for those of you that are regular listeners, um, which has uh, impacted, as you might hear in my voice, um, uh, certain aspects of my health without giving too much away. So if I cough and splutter along the way, it's not because I have some uh, awful contagion that you're going to catch over the microphone. It's because I'm going through a process right now and my body is realigning and, and, and healing itself. So do forgive me if you hear the odd stutter or the odd stumble. So on that theme of healing, actually, today's podcast is asking the question, how much information do you need to give to a healer in order to gain the benefits of the healing? Now, why am I putting this out there? For those of you that listen to this podcast channel, you know that I talk a lot about toxic healers and healers that will cross boundaries, that will abuse you in some way, whether it's physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, or energetically. Now, sadly, this exists. There are healers out there that think they're working in the light and they're not, so that it's, it's as if they're sort of taken over by other energies. They don't even know that what they're doing is not in the light. And then there's other healers that are doing it purposefully, because they want to make money, or because they would like the power, or because they just haven't looked at their own wounds, and they're sort of acting out through their shadow aspects, through their wounded selves. And what tends to happen with these type of healers, without going into too much information, because it is in other podcasts, is they siphon your energy, your life force, they siphon your bank account, and they take you down many paths of distraction. And what starts off as, oh, I feel a little bit better, becomes, I feel a little bit better, now I feel worse, I go for another healing, I feel a little bit better, oh my god, my life is falling apart, I'll go for another healing, and before you know it, people have spent thousands and thousands of pounds on charlatan healers, or have gotten very ill, or have really lost their way in the world, you know, they've really kind of given up relationships, given up jobs, because a psychic told them to do that, or a healer told them, or the healing, they had a vision in the healing, or the healer said, I had a dream about you. And this happens a lot more than people realise. You know, really, as I've said time and again, the work of the healer is to assist you to come into your power. They're not here to fix you. They're not going to give you some magical cure. They're realigning you so you can access your healing, your power, your strength, your um, abundance. So you can access everything that is divinely yours. And we all have that, but sometimes we lose our way. So in moments when I've lost my way, and I have, and I'm very honest about this, and I've sought out healers, I'm always amazed 
at the kind of people that I stumble across and their ways of working. And this particular podcast is just around how much information you give. Now, when someone comes to me for a healing, it depends how we're going to work. If we're working uh, online, then there is a, a consent form to fill in. So there's some information on that, name, address, and so forth. Legally, I'm obliged to get that information because we're going to have a therapeutic relationship together. However, if someone approaches you for a distance healing, that's different um, because you're not in close contact with that individual and also because there's no talking involved. So all that's happening is an exchange of energy in distance healing. Uh, it's like someone praying for you for an hour. That's kind of how distance healing works. It's energy and it's uh, universal life force energy and it's going where it's needed the most in the way that it's needed the most. It's intuitive and it surpasses our ego and our monkey mind. So if you are requesting a distance healing from someone, even a reading from someone, because again, these things are distance, right? Obviously, if you go and see someone in person for a reading, it's different. But if you're requesting a reading online with someone and they're going to email it to you or you're requesting a distance healing, I'm going to put this out there. They don't need any information from you other than to be able to tune into your energy. I mean, they could do with a name, but you could give them an alias. Uh, they don't need your address. They don't need your date of birth. They don't need a photo, for goodness sake. Uh, they don't need your full name. They don't need to know all the details of your life, but you can choose to share what you wish to share. I mean, often we overshare, don't we, when we're looking for help. So these healers, in inverted commas, these psychics that want a photo, your date of birth, your full address, your phone number, your full name. I'm not saying every one of them is Dodge, but what I'm saying is, think about who you're giving your information to. Okay, maybe that person works in the light. Fine, beautiful. But maybe they don't work in the light. Maybe they were working in the light and they got sidetracked. Maybe they use people's photos to siphon off energy. Maybe they use people's names to siphon off energy. You can do a lot of harm to someone through a photograph, through, the, through their name, through knowing their name, through knowing their address and so on, in terms of mystical, abusive practices, of which there are many out there. How do you know how safely your information is being stored? And how comfortable do you feel about someone sitting staring at a photo of you, sending energy? Frankly, I find that creepy. I also find it very disconcerting that someone needs to look at a photo of you and know your name in order to send healing. How is that even working? If you're plugged in to divine source, God, spirit, universe, all you need to do is say, this person, this individual has approached me for healing and I'm now going to send healing to them. It is as simple as that. You do not need all of this other paraphernalia. So it tells me a few things about healers and psychics that ask for this. It tells me that maybe they're not very confident in their skills, that they need all these props, or maybe... Um, they're not sufficiently developed enough in their spirituality that they need these props or that they doubt themselves. None of these are great things to be aligned with and none of these are great people that I would want to work with. It tells me that maybe they're doing a form of magic because magic works through photographs and names and all of this kind of stuff that you really don't, know, you really don't need when you're working in the light. It tells me, baseline, this person isn't for me. And I'm not saying that that needs to be the case for you, but what I'm saying is, think about it. 
as the sirens go off in the background. I told you I don't do any fancy, I'm not in some fancy studio here, we're keeping it real. So um, my invitation is think about it. Think about who you're giving your information to. Think about how safe that information is. Think about why they want it. And think about how comfortable you feel with that. When we're desperate, when we want that healing, when we want that reading, we do whatever we think is going to help us. And we think that these psychics, these healers are going to save us. And they say to us, I want to know your shoe size, where you were born, you know, your date of birth, a photo, blah, blah, blah. And we do it all. But take a moment and pause and think it through. When I started out doing readings, like 15 years ago, I was really nervous about doing readings because I was unsure of my abilities. And so I asked for a photo and I asked for the full name because that's what everyone did. And then over the years, I found that it was very distracting to even have that information. But I didn't need a photo. I don't know what that would be showing me, but it's not what I need to tune into as my medicine to assist others. And I didn't even really need a full name. I just needed to be able to connect with that person's energy. And once I was able to connect with their energy, which we can all do when we know how, then the healing could be sent and the reading could be done. In all of the time that I've worked, I can't say, you know, hand on heart, people have given me their full, their true name, right? Or they've sent me their real photo. How do I know? I just go on faith. But I do know that all of the work from the feedback that I've got has been spot on. I do know that my readings have never missed a beat. And I do know that my healings haven't missed a beat. And I haven't needed a photo. And I haven't needed a full name in front of me, a date of birth or an address. So if I can do it, other healers can do it too. And what I'm saying is, seek out those healers that are not asking for too much from you. There should be an exchange of energy, yes, payment. But anything else starts to feel really superfluous. I've always had an issue with giving a photo to a healer, because this is how black magic works. And maybe they're working in the light, and maybe they're not. And I've always had an issue with giving too much of your information to a complete stranger. You have no idea who this person is, just because they have a lovely website, just because they have a great social media page. You have no idea who they are. So I put this out there. Take what resonates. Recycle, please, or doesn't. Um, forgive my croaky voice. As I say, I'm in the midst of a healing episode of my own, but that doesn't mean that I still can't put out good vibes in the world. Um, all is well. So the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much joy, love, peace and abundance. Until the next time.